podcast, cutting edge conversations with the quant community. Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Quantcast. I'm Mauro Cesar, Quant Finance Editor of Risk.net. For this episode, I have the pleasure to talk to two quants, both based in Copenhagen, who in the past few years have significantly contributed to the industry discourse on derivatives pricing and the calculation of valuation adjustments in particular, with attention on the computational methods to throw at the problem. My guests are Brian Hoog, Senior Specialist Quant at Saxo Bank. Hi, Brian, how are you? Hello, Mauro. Thank you for having us. And it's Antoine Savine with me today, Chief Quant Analyst with Superfly Analytics at Danske Bank. Hi, Antoine, and welcome. Thank you, Mauro, for having us. I've been super excited to conduct this research. And actually, the result kind of exceeded our initial expectations, and we are looking forward to sharing them. Excellent. Well, I look forward to hearing all about it. So thanks for taking the time. Your latest paper titled Axis That Matter, PCA with a Difference, has just appeared in Risk.net. It's online, obviously, and it is in the October issue of Risk. In there, you present a solution for the reduction of dimensionality in problems related to derivatives pricing or their risk management, which are notoriously uh, computationally expensive. Now, this work follows your previous work published last year uh, on what you called differential machine learning, which is now rather well known in quant circles. The Dimension reduction paper is embedded, in fact, in differential machine learning, as you, I'm sure, uh, will explain in more details today. Uh, because the two are so closely linked, I think it's worth starting by asking you, what is the purpose of uh, this stream of work you collaborated on for the past few years? Yes, actually, as you as you just mentioned, uh, banks uh, face uh, massive computation burden. You know, we compute things like regulations or risk heat maps, and for that we must compute the value and risk sensitivities of our trading books, not only today in the current market, but also repeatedly in a multitude of future scenarios. And all the computation bottlenecks, they come from these repeated valuations. Now, machine learning promises a very effective solution. First, you learn a fast pricing function of market state with modern ML techniques. And then you use the learn function to quickly compute prices in many different scenarios. This is a bit like you know, designing close form approximations, say a la Sabre, but on the fly for arbitrary transactions or trading books and automatically with artificial intelligence techniques. So understandably pricing by ML has been one of the hottest topics in quantitative finance in the past few years with a vast amount of research and a vast number of publications. And we developed differential ML in Danske Bank and published the results in risk uh, really as part of this global effort. So what is the pricing procedure that you developed as a result of all this work? Well, if we can learn an accurate value function in reasonable time, pricing by ML basically resolves bottlenecks for computations like uh, VAR or FRTB or regulations like XVA, CCR or SIMMVA. Also for stuff like 
backtesting risk heat maps or dynamic risk reports. With differential ML, we can do these computations real time directly on trader workstations. I can even run them on a uh, slim laptop. We save massive computation and maintenance costs and ensure that all numbers are ready when needed uh, for risk management decisions. Yeah, so the first of the two papers um, on, of this uh, stream um, was published last year. So differential machine learning, as, uh, as we mentioned. Uh, in there, you combine uh, a joint algorithmic differentiation and machine learning to extract prices and uh, forward sensitivities uh, of uh, derivatives portfolio. What was innovative uh, in that piece of research? As you say, Mauro, we, we combine uh, ML with auto automatic adjoint differentiation or AED, and, and that is uh, the main innovation uh, to combine these two. Maybe you can elaborate a bit, Antoine. Um, yes. Actually, the idea of learning fast pricing functions from simulated scenarios uh, is not particularly new. Classic least square Monte Carlo, or simply LSM, uh, used it for pricing Bermudan options with Monte Carlo. And it was developed in the late 1990s by Longstaff and Schwartz, and later it was adapted for XVA. Uh, so LSM learns pricing functions by linear regression over simulated data. And uh, today it would be called machine learning. But in fact, linear regression is a very simple learning algorithm. It's not very accurate and uh, it is vulnerable to the curse of dimensionality, especially with the high dimensional problems that we often face in finance. Um, it may be tempting to reduce dimension with something like PCA, but uh, we show in the article that this is not, this is in fact ineffective and unsafe and actually may lead to severe mispricing. Uh, and then of course we have the neural networks. Uh, Brian? Uh, sure. Modern art, uh, artificial neural networks or ANNs are very accurate if trained correctly and resilient in high dimension but it may take hundreds of thousands or even millions of examples to train them correctly, which can't be done in reasonable time. Too much time is really spent on simulating the training set. All in all, conventional ML algorithms don't really solve uh, our bottlenecks and they certainly can't give us the speed ups that we're looking for. Our main contribution was to develop variants of these ML algorithms that use not only examples of cash flows, but also the derivatives with respect to initial state variables. Those differentials make a massive difference. Differential regression performs so much better since it's training not only on points, but on shapes of the function. And differential PCA reduces dimension safely. And differential ANNs are reliably trained on small data sets simulated in reasonable time. Those differentials are the missing piece that makes ML effective for financial applications. Antoine, maybe you can comment on, on the AAD part. Thank you, Brian. Uh, yes, AAD is one of the key ingredients of differential ML. AAD is an extremely powerful algorithm that computes accurate derivatives very quickly. 
AED was introduced to finance by Giles and Glasserman, actually in Risk Magazine in 2006, and it took about a decade for the industry to digest this radically new way of computing sensitivities. Uh, many of us consider AED a major progress and even a game changer. Actually, I even wrote a book on the subject called uh, Modern Computational Finance. Um, Danske Bank deployed AED in 2015 under the leadership of Jasper and Johansen. AED gave us real-time risk reports and uh, instantaneous calibrations. Our traders compute uh, billions of sensitivities every day. Um, you know, to compute a risk report, you simulate Monte Carlo paths and compute sensitivities along every path. We call these pathways derivatives. We compute risk reports by averaging the pathways derivatives across scenarios. And averaging kind of collapses the vast amount of useful information contained in the pathways data. So instead, differential ML channels these pathways derivatives and leverages them with purposely designed ML algorithms. So the massive availability of those derivative sensitivities with AED basically enables those new and very powerful algorithms, which were not considered or even researched before because sensitivities were too costly to compute. So we really have two sides to the story. On one side, the efficient simulation of sensitivities with AED, and on the other side, their exploitation with purposely designed super effective ML algorithm. Um, anything else, Brian? Well, leveraging pathwise derivatives is really something that we have discussed a lot over the years. And differential PCA, regression and ML, are some of the ideas that that we have uh, to extract more information from pathwise derivatives than just the average. So leveraging derivative sensitivities is clearly the, the main innovation of our work, but not the only one. We also, in this process, developed a very general framework for pricing by ML for any kind of financial product or trading book described uh, with our scripting language. And with any sort of uh, pricing model. Yeah. Thanks for that. Thanks for that overview. Very helpful to uh, put this latest work into context with what uh, uh, has been done before, or actually, I should say, has been published before, because differential PCA, as you uh, mentioned, is a component of this project, of that project. Uh, and it is a kind of PCA based, based on a supervised learning algorithm. Um, could you tell me what is the purpose of it? Why do you need the uh, reduction? Sure. Uh, differential PCA uses pathwise derivatives to identify the risk factors of arbitrary transactions or trading books. It is quick, reliable and automatic. Various financial products depend on different risk factors. Options depend on volatility, but forwards depend, uh, do not. <laughs> European swaps only depend on the underlying swap rate, irrespective of, of the rest of the curve. But Bermudan options also depend on short rates. All of this is known from analysis, but what about an exotic transaction or 
an entire trading book. What are the principal risk factors, not only in today's market, but over the lifetime of the book in various scenarios? The answers to these questions are contained and encoded in derivative sensitivities and differential PCA extracts this information from differential data. Knowing the risk factors helps us design and operate our pricing models. A model is essentially a simplification of reality. Every model focuses on some market variables and disregard others. What market phenomena matter more or less depend on the transaction or trading book. Differential PCA identifies the risk factors so we know exactly what aspect of the market we must model correctly and what we can simplify. Differential PCA helps design and specify and calibrate effective pricing and risk management models for given transaction and trading books. We posted an example on our GitHub repo called differential machine learning, where we identified the risk factors of a Bermudan auction. Also, readers of the risk article can go to this repo and reproduce our numerical examples. Uh, Antoine, have you something to add? Actually, yes. Um, there's, a, there's another similar application uh, of differential PCA. Uh, to find the regression variables in uh, least square Monte Carlo. We say that LSM uh, performs a regression, but exactly on what variables? You know, models like the LIBOR market model have hundreds of state variables. Regression on all the state variables is simply not viable. So how do you pick a reasonable number of regression features to perform the regression? The LSM algorithm has been with us for more than 20 years, and we still don't have a really convincing answer to this rather fundamental question. I've been asked it many times by fellow quants, developers, traders, market risk managers, etc. You know, in the 25 years I spent with derivatives. And uh, most implementations, you know, just make a reasonably reasonable choice, like they pick four or five rates spanning maturities or they make choices that are known to work in very specific situations. Like for instance, with a Bermudan option, if you have deterministic volatility, two-dimensional regression on the co-terminal swap rate and a short rate is known to perform reasonably well. But uh, if you add stochastic volatility, for instance, now you need a further regression variable linked to volatility. So in general, the correct answer depends on the cash flows of the financial products or the trading book and also on the pricing model. And um, differential PCA directly provides a reliable answer automatically from data and also in a principled manner, like with guaranteed correctness. If you feed it with simulated pathways derivatives, it will tell you what are the, minimum, uh, the minimal regression variables. And therefore, differential PCA really nicely ties a loose end with LSM that has been around for a long time and finally provides a convincing and effective answer to the question of uh, regression variables. Thanks for that. Actually, I just want to highlight one of the sentences that uh, Brian mentioned, that you um, make all your codes available or part of your codes available on GitHub. So uh, I think that is... Uh, something that others will welcome uh, because they can test uh, the the methodology themselves. So that, that's that's interesting, and thanks for that. 
I want a clarification though on uh, uh, on this second paper and why it is important. So basically, last year we published uh, differential machine learning in which uh, you showed us that you can uh, produce prices and sensitivities and other risk metrics very very fastly. And Danske Bank has been at the forefront of fast computing of CVA, XVA in general, and so ahead. So why why do you need a reduction of dimension? dimensionality well that's a good question but there are really two stories in this question and, and you're right uh, Danske has been uh, at the forefront of fast XVA mainly because of uh, consistent representation of cash flows across financial products and, and models across trading desks this combined with parallel computing and most importantly AED for valuation we deployed Classic LSM, but with a twist, the stochastic notional technique developed by Jesper Andreasen. It delivers uh, robust XVA, even with inaccurate LSM proxies, within uh, limits, of course. But the scope is limited. For example, for collateralized XVA, we need a special flavor of Monte Carlo called branching Monte Carlo, developed by, by McKean in the 1970s. And recently resurrected by uh, Labodere, and it doesn't work, at least not without additional complexity under the historical simulations required by most regulations outside XVA. Machine learning, on the other hand, promises accurate valuation directly applicable in all situations. Exactly. And uh, by the way, that's why we are now deploying differential ML for XVA in Danske Bank. Um, now, the ANN story is a bit different because neural networks are resilient in high dimension, as you said, contrarily to regression. But the thing is that they are still trained much faster and more reliably in lower dimension. So if you can reduce dimension safely, reliably, and for little cost, then you should definitely do it. Uh, you know, it is well known in um, machine learning circles that data preparation is a critical step in machine learning. Um, we work with different data. We work with simulated data, but still with real world trading books and modern pricing models, we often end up with a vast number of uh, state variables. And these state variables are heterogeneous and they include redundancies. All of this may confuse the optimizer and damage the performance of a network. So just like in other more conventional applications of machine learning, uh, cleaning and preparing the data is a critical step, especially if you want your algorithm to perform reliably outside human supervision. And um, that includes filtering out irrelevant combinations from the data. But which combinations of state variables are relevant or irrelevant, again, that depends on the financial product and the pricing model. So we need an algorithm capable of telling that apart quickly, reliably, automatically. And since the information that we need uh, is relevance and relevance is encoded in derivative sensitivities, we design an algorithm to efficiently extract this information from differential data. And so differential PCA was born as a pre-processing algorithm. And later we realized that it is much more than that. But um, 
much more than just a data preparation process, but rather a very powerful algorithm on its own right. So we mentioned earlier in this conversation already that uh, the standard PCA, the classic PCA, as uh, everybody knows them, um, is unsatisfactory. Um, but, but why is exactly unsatisfactory? Why does it not work uh, for this specific problem? Well, that's because uh, standard PCA ranks and truncates access according to variation, a measure of how much data moves in different directions. But variation is the wrong metric. Consider, for example, a spread option on two correlated assets, A and B. This means that the axis where A and B move together may explain, say, 99% of the variance. But the spread option only depends on the other axis where A and B move in different directions. Therefore, joint movements of A and B in the same direction may be large, but they don't affect the spread option. Based on variation, standard PCA will favor the correlated axis, truncate the anti-correlated axis, and completely miss the value and risk of the spread option. That's why uh, standard PCA doesn't uh, really work. Differential PCA, on the other hand, ranks and truncates axis according to the size of directional derivatives, which we have chosen to call relevance uh, in the article. For, for the spread option, it truncates the correlated axis because it is irrelevant. Directional gradients are identically zero. Therefore, differential PCA correctly identifies the anti-correlated axis as the relevant axis for the spread option, despite the little uh, variation. In this example, where variation and relevance are opposite to each other, standard and differential PCA perform completely opposite truncations. Standard PCA does the wrong thing and differential PCA does the right thing. The same occurs to varying degrees, of course, in all situations of practical relevance. So you, you may say more generally that standard PCA is completely unsupervised which translate into a complete disregard for the financial instrument. PCA only considers the distribution of state variables implied by the sampling model and gives the same result for all instruments. Any type of one-size-fits-all reduction must be unsafe. If the answer is the same for everyone, we can always structure a, an instrument that depends on the part that we just uh, removed. In order to reduce dimension safely, reduction must be supervised by the sensitivities of the instrument. This is exactly what differential PCA does. I see, I see. And uh, more on the technical side uh, for what the, the audio format of this podcast can allow. Uh, how does it actually work, Antoine? Can you, can you give me a flavor of, uh, of the functioning of differential PCA? Yes, well, in short, differential PCA performs SVD decomposition of differential data. We have posted a demonstration code on the Python notebook, differentialpca.ipynb on GitHub, uh, with a discussion of all the implementation details. 
So the notebook is also designed to run on Google Colab. So you can easily view and run the code on a Google server, you know, from an iPad or an iPhone without a local installation. We also put posted code and implementation details for differential regression. That's the other uh, algorithm that we introduce in the article. And uh, the code is in the notebook differential regression.ipynb. And a more complete real-world application to Bermudan options is detailed in Bermudan5f.ipynb, which also contains the code to reproduce the numerical examples of the risk article. Um, finally, we posted the implementation code uh, of last year's twin networks and various appendices with mathematical proofs and implementation details. The GitHub repo is uh, freely accessible and we consider it an integral part of the publications. Uh, again, the repo is called uh, Differential Machine Learning and it is very easy to find online. Now, in terms of computation uh, complexity, Differential regression and differential PCA are similar to standard regression and standard PCA. So they typically run in a fraction of a second and always in a time completely negligible compared to the simulation of a data set. Uh, differential PCA sounds to me like a fairly general technique that can have further application um, than just those you presented today. Is that the case? Uh, if so, what, what other application may you have? Yes, it is quite general, and uh, we already mentioned uh, hedge and calibration strategy and regression variables in LSM. Another application is to enable learning algorithms, which cannot be used in high dimension. When Sasha, well, Antonov uh, joined Danske Bank, he introduced spline regressions to our framework. Like all other regressions, it did not work in high dimension, and Classic PCA did not help as we discussed earlier. Then he combined it with the differential PCA in a couple of hours and everything worked like a charm. He also implemented a differential spline regression as explained in the article, which further improved performance on par uh, with neural networks in some situations. What this uh, tells you is that with very little plug and play type uh, development, we can improve existing techniques if the differentials are available. Um, changing topics slightly I and mean, going more general on uh, machine learning. So there's a, a growing expectation on uh, the performance of ML-based quant solutions. And at the same time, there's a concern about their control and interpretability. Uh, what do you actually use ML for in your model and how do you make sure that you know those uh, what, what those algos are, uh, are doing? So I would say that uh, for this question, again, the, the answer is very different for differential PCA or differential neural networks. So let me, let me address differential PCA first. Differential PCA learns the risk factors of a given transaction and that's something that traditionally was performed by analysis. Uh, for example, uh, Andreasen and Anderson published in 2001 a paper called Factor Dependence of Bermudan Options, Fact of Fiction. And that paper closed a long-standing and controversial debate in the industry. It showed by analysis that Bermudan options are fundamentally at least two-factor products. 
that may depend on the joint dynamics of coterminal swap rates and short rates. Now, in the risk article, um, we reproduced that result with differential PCA. So in this case, artificial intelligence extracts from data some results that previously were only accessible by expert analysis. Um, by the way, all the steps are detailed in the notebook Bermudan 5F in the GitHub repo. Now, differential PCA cannot explain how it got the correct answer because no analysis was performed. Differential PCA simply decoded patterns in the data and it cannot spell out the reasoning steps like Jasper and Live did. Uh, but the point we make in the article is that differential PCA is guaranteed to give the correct answer, at least asymptotically. In particular, and this is what differentiates it from PCA or other conventional algorithms, uh, differential PCA cannot, by construction, truncate any relevant information. And we demonstrated uh, formally uh, in the article this fundamental property. Now, the story is different for differential neural networks because the convergence of neural networks is not uh, guaranteed. Brian, would you like to comment on this? Yeah, that, that's correct. That uh, There's no guarantee of that. Uh, that's why we have done a few things uh, with the architecture of the network to ensure minimum uh, guarantees. For instance, we implemented Google's wide and deep architecture as discussed in detail in the appendices published on GitHub. This architecture guarantees the ANN fits the data at least as well as linear regression. Besides, our ANN don't really learn the pricing function itself, but just an efficient way to compute it. The actual pricing is determined and explained by the pricing model. In other terms, I could compute the same prices without any AI, for example, with nested Monte Carlo. That's, of course, uh, thousands of times slower. And, but it follows that I can check ANN prices very easily by comparison with nested Monte Carlo. In practice, I recommend uh, running nested Monte Carlo on randomly sampled trading books uh, regularly to check ANNs and alert uh, human supervisors uh, in case of discrepancy. This is very different use of ANNs than say finding a, an investment strategy or other sorts of real world estimation. Those ANNs are often uh, black boxes which are rather difficult to check and therefore a vast amount of research is currently going into the explanation of, of those uh, results, yeah. But with differential ANNs, AI only learns an efficient computation. It gives us speed, nothing else, but speed is uh, critical. Uh. Well, talking about speed, um, so we have um, um, uh, talked about it uh, and mentioned it a few times during this call. Uh, apart from the obvious benefit of getting prices and risk measures quicker, what, what else does speed allow you to do? You're right. Obviously, uh, fast algorithms ensure that risk numbers come in time for 
to make uh, informed hedge and management decisions with overnight uh, computations on data centers, the market may have moved and caused irreparable losses uh, before traders had a chance to see and hedge risks. Fast algorithms also save costs. Demanding regulations are often computed overnight on thousands of computers in large data centers. With differential ML, we can perform the same computations in minutes on a laptop. With these smart algorithms, we do not need as many computer resources. Absolutely, yes. Uh, cost is critical here, uh, both financial and societal, uh, by the way. Smarter algorithms executed on light hardware uh, are a cornerstone of uh, Danske Bank's approach and have been for many years. Uh, we even have a, a urban legend in Danske Bank of uh, GP Niergaard, who was the head of Danske Markets on a business lunch with Life Anderson in New York around 2015. As Life complained about the cost and inconvenience of computing XVA uh, in data centers, GP replied, well, Danske computes XVA on an iPad mini. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know that the phrase stuck. So, uh, yeah. Oh, and in addition, when systems are slow, people cut corners. For example, Risk Magazine covered the massive losses of some Asian autocollable books in the past few years. So um, in a nutshell, you know, markets went into an adverse regime whereby spot did this and volatility did that while the skew reacted this way and so forth. And this regime and its adverse effect on hedging strategies was not, was not foreseen beforehand and therefore led to massive losses in the hundreds of millions. Now, in reality, those effects could have been foreseen, at least in principle, with advanced simulations. But in practice, those simulations were too slow to, and too costly. But with fast algorithms like differentials A and N, this is certainly possible. Um, anything else, Brian? Uh, yes. Uh, often uh, fast algorithms enable novel and, and powerful research that you couldn't imagine otherwise. Differential ML is an example of this. It is not surprising that the massive availability of differential data enables much more powerful ML algorithms. The idea was already implied in a paper by ML legend Jan Lecun in the 1990s, but nobody really researched or implemented anything because derivative sensitivities were too costly to compute. Sensitivities are traditionally computed by finite differences or bump and reval, as we often call it in finance. AD computes the same sensitivities, but orders of magnitude faster. AD gave us massively available cheap derivatives, and that's really effectively what enabled our research and our results. Indeed, indeed. Uh as as other institutions have done over the years. So it's a, a very, very powerful technique, of course. Uh, Brian, Antoine, thanks very much for talking to me today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. And thanks, everybody, for listening. <laughs>